Nearly a century before James Cameron brought his vision of the Titanic disaster to life on the big screen, there was another film. In fact, there have been many films, but the first film about the Titanic debuted just one month after the sinking, and it starred a woman named Dorothy Gibson who had actually been saved from the Titanic. And in fact, the film was called Saved from the Titanic, and using her memories of the event, for which she got a writing credit on the script, the studio she was with produced a 10-minute silent film, which was standard for the era, which showed a fictionalized version of herself telling the story to her fiancé and parents. It interspersed some flashback footage that included newsreels about the disaster, also some dramatizations by the actress herself, who in fact for her costume wore exactly what she had been wearing the night that the Titanic sank. Dorothy was 22 years old and was on her way back from a vacation in Europe and was up late playing bridge. Now, this fact was notable because, first of all, all of the people who were up late playing bridge the night that, that the Titanic struck the iceberg were kind of in violation of the Sabbath, and people would have been very upset to know that they were playing bridge, except that it was precisely because they were up playing bridge that they were still awake when the Titanic struck the iceberg and were able to get to the lifeboats. Gibson was getting ready for bed. She went to investigate after hearing the agonizing crunch, uh, went and fetched her mother. They went up to the deck and in fact, with the other people playing bridge, were put into the first lifeboat. They watched the entire disaster unfold from that vantage point and then were ultimately picked up by rescue several hours later. As soon as she returned to New York, she began drafting some kind of a script about her experience, which the studio put up the money for. Although shooting it was very traumatic for her, no surprise. And when it was released, people definitely liked it. I mean, it wasn't uncommon for studios to capitalize on tragedies. And in fact, several years later, the studio that produced the film would actually go up in flames and the film was forever lost. But two weeks after the fire, the studio released a film called when the studio burnt down. So, <laughs> I mean, they were definitely okay with capitalizing on tragic experiences. And of course, some people did pan the film for being opportunistic, and I think one reviewer said something like, there hadn't even been enough time for the grass to grow on the graves of the victims, and yet here they were making a film about it. That being said, it, it even though the film did okay, and she did have one more film that year, Gibson did have a nervous breakdown shortly after, and went on to retire from film entirely. Although Although she ultimately returned to Europe, presumably by steamship, which would have been the only way to get there at the time, and unfortunately went on to become a Nazi sympathizer and a spy, uh, and then died in her hotel room at the age of 56 after having a massive heart attack. So it's not that the film ended her career, it's more likely that the trauma of the experience and her being so young, and then subsequently becoming a Nazi, probably contributed to her early death. Just hazarding a guess there. What I found kind of interesting was that actually um, there are two points where it is kind of similar to the multi-billion dollar movie that James Cameron made starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet for The Uninitiated. First of all, her fiancé's name in the film is Jack. Now given Jack is a very common name and was a very common name at the time, but I did find that kind of funny uh, as of course that was the character that Leonardo
Leonardo DiCaprio played in the film. And also, the clothing that she was wearing was sort of this heavy overcoat and a very, very pretty dress, which is very similar to the very famous scene of Kate Winslet's character in the film as the Titanic is sinking and she's trying to sort of swim through all of the water that's collecting. Um, and she's got this really, really heavy overcoat on. So I thought that was, I don't know if, if James, I'm sure James Cameron knew about this film. Uh, although maybe, you know, somebody of his caliber would have had better luck finding some production stills for it, um, which do still exist, although they are limited. Most of them were lost in the fire, but other studios that had promotional materials uh, were able to maintain them in their archives. So although we do not have a film version of this, we do have some some promotional photos showing Gibson um, and her fictional fiancé, by the way, does not die at the end of the film. Unlike, spoiler alert, for the James Cameron movie, obviously pretty much everybody dies but definitely Jack dies and look we know there was enough room on that door for both of them because Mythbusters said so. Jack did not have to die but I mean honestly that could be a whole other show in and of itself.